Hey everybody, my name is Matt Summerfield and I'm the senior leader of Zio Church and I'm excited to share with you the last of four Zio values that describe our God-given priorities when it comes to the culture of Zio's church. So far we've talked about closeness with Christ in this together and being good news. Our fourth priority and value is this, always multiplying. The kingdom of God is a movement, not a monument. We're praying and working to see disciples who multiply disciples, leaders who multiply leaders, and churches that multiply churches so that Jesus would be known everywhere. Now, let's take some time to think about that. In Genesis 1 and 2, we're reminded that this world did not appear by accident, but was lovingly and intentionally created by God. Not only that, but these opening verses of the Bible inform us of two foundational creation principles. Principle number one, God created a world in which all that he created had the capacity to reproduce and multiply. Plants and trees, fish and birds, animals and ultimately humankind were endowed with the ability to reproduce and multiply. In fact, not just the capacity to do this, but a God-given command to do this. Genesis chapter 1 verse 20 and verse 28 tells us that God blessed his creation and commanded it to be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth. We were created with the capacity and the command to multiply. That's the first creation principle. Principle number two is that you reproduce and multiply according to what you are. Plants reproduce plants, trees reproduce trees, fish reproduce fish, birds reproduce birds, and humanity reproduces humanity, all according to their seed or kind, the scripture says. We reproduce and multiply according to what we are. So when we say yes to Jesus and invite him to be the leader of our life, Jesus' life becomes planted like a seed in our lives. And if we stay close to him, if we walk with him, if we surrender to him, then the work of the Holy Spirit will reproduce and multiply the life of Jesus in us, which means we'll grow in becoming more like Jesus in every way, which is good for us and good for the world. Jesus wants to reproduce his life in us. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Christ. We're becoming more like Jesus. But Jesus doesn't just want to reproduce his life in us. He wants to reproduce and multiply his life through us. One of my favorite verses, Psalm 78, verses 4 and 7 to 7, reminds us that every generation should be passionate about and committed to passing on the baton of faith to the generations that follow. We will not hide these truths from our children, says the psalmist. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty miracles, so that the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. And they, in turn, will teach their own children. And why is this so important? The psalmist tells us in verse 7, so that each generation would set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his command. Faith is supposed to multiply from generation to generation because God longs for everybody to put their hope in him remembering all that he has done and obediently embracing his way of life. 
Now, this is actually the same message that Jesus shares with his disciples just before he returns to heaven. Forty days after his death and resurrection, Jesus gathers his disciples for a final time and he gives them the great commission. We find it in Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. Go, Jesus says, and make disciples of all the people, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Decades later, the Apostle Paul is writing a letter from prison to his mentee, Timothy. He knows he's about to be executed by that mad Roman emperor, Nero. And so these are his last words and instructions to his friends. And what does Paul write? In 2 Timothy 2.2, he says this, Timothy, you've heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other people who'll be able to pass them on to others. So what does Genesis 1, Psalm 78, Matthew 28, 2 Timothy 2, 2 all have in common? They all remind us of the divine mandate we've been given to see the good news of Jesus multiply in its influence and impact from generation to generation. We are rivers, not reservoirs. The good news of Jesus is good news to us, and then it must multiply through us. We're disciples who make disciples who make disciples who make disciples and so on. In fact, think about it. The only reason that you're following Jesus today is because the baton of faith has passed from generation to generation over 2,000 years to you. Don't just keep hold of the baton and don't drop it. Who is God asking you to pass it to? Now, is this easy? Absolutely not. Are we guaranteed success in all that we do? Nope. Jesus even tells a story in Matthew chapter 13 verses 1 to 23 about the different ways that people will respond to his life and message. He uses the analogy of a farmer planting seeds where the seed is like Jesus' life and message. Some seed just falls on stony ground. It's not wanted or understood. It's snatched away. Ouch, that's tough. Some seed falls on shallow soil. People initially respond positively, but it's a half-hearted surface-level response. And so when problems and persecutions come their way, they give up quickly. That is disappointing. Some seed falls amongst thorns. It initially grows and it looks like it's doing well, but over time, people get distracted and they never fully achieve their full potential in God. That is frustrating. But then Jesus says, some seed falls on good soil, great soil with roots that go deep and it produces massive multiplication, a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as what is planted. That is really encouraging. What does all this tell us? Firstly, whatever we do for Jesus, we should pray that it will land in good soil in people's lives. Pray for people to be open to the life and message of Jesus. I like to pray that hard hearts will be softened, closed minds will be opened, blind eyes will see, and deaf ears will hear. I'm praying for a spiritual awakening in the lives of people. Secondly, we're commanded to be faithful, not successful. The farmer is busy and committed to get lots of seed out. He's faithfully doing that, knowing that not everything will probably take and bring a harvest. But if he keeps sowing and if he doesn't allow failure and disappointment to dishearten and distract him, then he knows there will be a harvest somewhere, sometime. 
So be faithful, keep praying, keep loving, keep sharing, and trust God for the impact somewhere. You may well be surprised where the multiplication will come from. Thirdly, remember that seeds are small, but they can bring a great harvest of fruit. Some of us might feel that our lives are small and insignificant. We may wonder what Jesus can really do through us in the world. We may be more focused on our limitations than our potential. Jesus knows all about our struggles, and he doesn't ignore them. He simply invites us to bring to him what we have, who we are, how we are in terms of personality, strengths and weaknesses, etc., and then trust that God is smart enough and awesome enough to work through our uniqueness to multiply his life in the world. God is committed to restore the whole of broken creation, and he's inviting us to help him. He longs to see his works of rescue and healing and miracles and justice and generosity, kindness, forgiveness, freedom and wholeness multiply across the whole of the world to every person and place. That needs a movement, not just a moment. A movement where disciples multiply disciples, leaders multiply leaders, churches multiply churches so that Jesus is known everywhere. So how do we live this out together as a Zio family? We live it personally by praying that God will use us in his world to multiply his life and message to others and that they'll be receptive to it. We actively look for opportunities to be kind and loving to those around us doing what Jesus would do. We ask Jesus to help us find the words and the courage to share while we've decided to follow Jesus. And we live this out together by planting Zio communities, small multiplying missional expressions of Zio Church focused on bringing God's transforming love and power to either a specific geographic area or a people group. So come on, how are you feeling about all this? Who might God be calling you to disciple in the way of Jesus and then help them do the same? Who are the people that God is stirring you to invest in, to release and raise up multiplying leaders? Might God be calling you to explore planting a Zio community, bringing the good news of Jesus to a specific people or place? Let me pray for us as we seek to respond to the challenge of always multiplying. Lord, we know it is in your wonderful heart that the good news of Jesus explodes to every person and every place. Lord, help us not to settle, help us not to be comfortable, but empowered and equipped by your Holy Spirit that we will take the message of your love and life and share it and live it with people and help them to pass it on so that the world may know that you truly are the saviour of the world. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.